Welcome back to Inside Fantasy Football. Today we're going to go over the divisional round games coming up this weekend. It is another slate of four games that are really, really going to be good games. I'm excited to go over them. I'm definitely excited to watch them this weekend. And we are going to break each one down. I'm going to throw a score at you uh, and give you my opinion on who's going to win. Um, based on last week's results, uh, if you're a gambler out there, let's all uh, stay calm and make sure we've got all the information from all sources before we make any rash decisions. I took some heat through the emails last week, but as I always say, and as other analysts in the industry always say, we do not have a crystal ball. Nobody knows what's going to happen this upcoming weekend. At the end of the day, it's a guessing game. We take what's in front of us. We look at the trends. We visualize the game in our heads, how we think it's going to go. And we go with that. And you as a listener or a guy that's putting money into certain things, and this is a fantasy-based podcast, uh, but here in the postseason, it's more about the game itself. I will let you decipher the fantasy from that. There's only a few players in each game. There's only a few players going this weekend as a whole. Um, I think you as fantasy players out there can make your own decisions on that front. We are strictly talking about the matchups and the enjoyment of what we're going to see within those matchups. And if you get some fantasy relevance out of it, uh, more power to you. That is kind of the goal at the end of the day. Uh, First, we're going to go over Indianapolis at Kansas City. And right now, I think I've got an unpopular opinion, but that's okay. I'm going to go with my gut. That is what uh, got me into this, and that's what I'm going to stick with when I feel a certain way. Um, I I absolutely love the Indianapolis Colts and where they're heading. I love Andrew Luck. I love Frank Reich and his Santa Claus beard. I love all of it. I love the way he calls the plays, the aggressiveness of the defense, all of that. But at the end of the day, I think Kansas City is going to win this game. Uh, And I do think it's going to be, you know, a a 30 burger. I think both teams are going to score 30 or higher uh, in this game. Both defenses are going to have trouble stopping each offense. Um, But I give the slight edge to Kansas City with the home field advantage. Um, I love Andrew Luck, but I honestly believe the kid Mahomes is a little bit better within that system with his weapons around him. He's got more weapons at the end of the day than Andrew Luck has. And I know that hasn't made a difference over this 12-game run, but I'm going to pull something out of my back pocket that people did against the Texans, the Colts, and in that AFC South division all year long. And I think now it's more relevant than ever is that the Colts did not play the Kansas City Chiefs schedule. Uh, the Chiefs, what they did, getting 12 wins with that schedule, and what Mahomes has done this year with the amount of passing touchdowns, the way that offense runs. Now I get it; I know they've slowed down the last few months of the, uh, you know, last few weeks of the year, and that happens sometimes. And I get it; they've been on by. People have kind of forgotten how good they really were. Um, so a lot of people are riding the Andrew Luck Colts train into KC, thinking they're going to pull an upset. I don't think so. I just don't think that that Indianapolis defense is going to make enough stops or put enough pressure on Mahomes to stop that offense from putting points on the board. I do think that Kansas City secondary is going to be an issue. Luck is going to get his. Hilton's going to have a pretty decent day. Uh, The Colts are not going to lay down. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, um, but I do think it's going to be around 38-28 ballgame. 
It's just uh, Kansas City, I've got them winning the AFC, honestly. I, I just think they're that good. The defense is really good at home, scrappy enough on the road with what they produce on offense. I just don't think that Kansas City is going to lay down in the playoffs. Uh, I think this is the year of Andy Reid. I think it's time for him to uh, get in there and win a Super Bowl. And uh, with this squad, with all the weapons on offense, pretty healthy going in. I just don't think the Colts are going to be able to stop them. They've had weeks to prepare. They've been watching the Colts just like the rest of us. Mac and company, or you know, it, it, this is one of those games where neither offense is going to be totally stopped. You know, Kansas City, you can watch film all day. Luck is still going to be luck. He's going to get his. It's going to come down to who can stop who the most amount of times. And I think that Kansas City's defense has a good chance with the the limited amount of weapons that Luck has around him, I think is what's going to burn him in the end. It's not going to be because of Andrew Luck. I think he's going to play out of his mind like he always, like he has the last few months. They've won, what, a 10 of 11 for a reason or whatever it is. I, I get all of that. Um, but they are running into the top team, in my eyes, in the AFC at home. Um Casey's going to come out, and I think they're going to be playing with confidence. It, that, that What Luck did to the Houston Texans coming out and jumping up 14-0 immediately. Bill O'Brien kind of crumbling a little bit, going for it on fourth down and getting nervous. The reason why the Texans crumbled like that 14 down is because they don't have the weapons, not even near the weapons that the Kansas City Chiefs have. So even if Luck did, I don't think it's going to happen, but even if Luck came out on fire, the Chiefs are going to retort. They are going to score, and they're going to score in bunches. Mahomes is going to be scrambling all over that field, hitting guys on the run. I, I just don't. Kelsey, Hill, uh, the list goes on. Uh, you know, Even Damian Williams, I know he's not a popular guy to talk about, but the guy fits into this offense very well. Uh, they've had weeks to prepare, and any time, any time you give Andy Reid time to prepare for a game, he is a mastermind. That's why there's an Andy Reid coaching tree. That's why he has been so successful, especially on the offensive end in the NFL. Andy Reid, when given time to prepare, is a very, very, very good coach. And the way him and Mahomes communicate within the game, not only you know, preparation-wise, because I've heard nothing but great things about Mahomes. They say not only is he this outgoing kid that, that is carefree, but he is a hard worker. They say he prepares just as hard as anybody in that locker room and in that study room. I think KC's going to come out, and they are going to just take it to the Colts. Uh, within reason, I still like I said, I still think the Colts are going to score. That KC defense is not good. That's the only thing that worries me about KC getting to the Super Bowl is that defense. I'm afraid they're going to run to a team that's really going to um, uh, expose them. And honestly, Luck, considering how Brady's been very conservative this year, Luck could be the best quarterback they face. The catch here is Luck's got the least amount of weapons around him of the quarterbacks left in the playoffs. So... I've got KC winning 38-28 in that first game. I think it's going to be great. Uh, I think Mac is probably going to be around the 80-yard mark. You know, Hilton's going to uh, definitely go over 100 yards if he stays healthy in this game. Uh, Kelsey's going to get his. You're looking at, I think, seven, eight catches. Uh, anytime Mahomes is in any kind of bind, he loves to go to Kelsey as an outlet. 
And Kelsey's not only an outlet, if you get him the ball in the flats, he can make a lot happen with his speed and size. So I think Kelsey's going to have, you know, 100 plus yards in this game. I really do. Um, Hill's another, uh, you know, if he stays healthy, uh, probably not a ton of catches. I think probably three or four catches. I think you're looking at, you know, probably 80 to 100 yards, uh, but a touchdown or two easily. On those four to five catches, I think two of them will be, you know, long distance touchdowns. And if he gets, uh, you know, one of the regular bombs that they've been doing throughout the season, uh, you're looking at Hill at least having a 120 yard game along with Hilton on the other side of the ball. And I do think Luck and Mahomes are going to put up really good numbers as usual for those two guys. These are the two top, two top stats quarterbacks in the AFC uh, and the NFL, really. Um, so you're looking at a barn burner here. Tons of points on each side. Um, if you're working the daily, at, you know, really that's all that's left in fantasy is DraftKings, FanDuel. Uh, if you can, they're expensive. Um, it's not bad to have Mahomes or Luck because I don't see a way that they don't have a big day. You're looking at at least three to four touchdowns apiece. At least 300 yards apiece. I just, any way, even if they start off slow, it's just both these guys have a way of getting their offense down the field, making things happen. Don't forget that the Colts, I know they went conservative and I knew they know they were, they knew they were playing a team that had nothing on offense with the Texans, but they did get shut out in that second half. Luck, luck looked human at times against the Texans in that second half. And if he has any kind of lull like the Colts did in that second half against the Texans, even though I understand they went a little conservative because they had the lead, but if they, if luck has a bonehead play or they decide to try to get Matt going on the ground game and they have to punt a few times, anything, three, couple three and outs, you're in trouble against the Chiefs at home. And that's kind of what I think is going to be the difference in the game. So KC 38-28 should be a spectacular, fun, fun game to watch if you like this new style of offense, which I enjoy old and new, honestly. Um, I'm just a football fan in general. So give me a ton of points. If I know it coming in like this game, let's do it. Let's just see who wins in the end. It could be one of those who has the ball last games, and I love those at times. I also love the grounded out defensive. That's what I grew up watching games. Uh, But that is not basically what's left in these playoffs. It's going to be a bunch of high-scoring games, what it looks like to me. The only one that looks like it could be a grind out is the game we're covering next, the L.A. Chargers at New England. And we're going to move on to that game. I've got the uh, I've got the Patriots winning, and I've got them winning pretty handedly. I love, like I said on the last podcast, I am pulling for Phillip Rivers. I would love for him to get to us, at least get to a Super Bowl. I think his career deserves that. He's a great guy. He's a great competitor. All his teammates have always loved him. He deserves at least that trip, that notoriety, that level in his career, saying at least to say, like Marino, at least to say, hey, I got there. I got my team to the Super Bowl at least once. Don't know if he's going to win it, um, even if he did get there. But as long as he gets there, I feel like that would be enough for me to at least say, okay, now you can calmly. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame, I think, either way. But at least get that on your resume that you took somebody to the Super Bowl. And I hope that happens for Phillip. Uh, but I have them going into New England with the way the Chargers offense has been playing. They really weren't that impressive against the Ravens. It was impressive that they beat the Ravens as a whole because that defense is really good, very well coached team. Um, but the Ravens are, had a quarterback that couldn't throw the ball uh, for three and a half quarters. And um, 
they basically let their defense win that ball game in Baltimore, and it worked. That cannot be the approach with New England at home. They're undefeated at home. New England is going to run the ball. New England is going to pound the rock and eat up clock to keep Phillip and those weapons from the Chargers off the field. Gordon has not looked well to me. Does not look like the Gordon of early in the season. He's got multiple injuries on that leg. I know he's doing the best that he can. It's no slight to Melvin Gordon. There's no doubt that kid's given 100%. Uh, but he's injured. And I think the, the Patriots, they're so well coached. I mean, they literally have the best coach of all time, in my opinion, and Bill Belichick. I know the Patriots have a spotty pass, but at the end of the day, Belichick and the coaches he puts around him are always so, so well prepared. Brady is a game plan quarterback now at this point in his career, and I think it's going to be very run heavy. I think they're going to use White. They're going to use Sony Michelle. They're going to use Devlin. They're going to bring Dwayne Allen in in a double tight end set. They are going to bunch a lot on offense. It is going to be a pound the rock. It may not be the most fun game of the weekend. Probably the least fun to watch outside of Patriots fans. But it's going to be uh, New England. I, I'm guessing 20. This is what I'm going to go with. I, I've really put a lot of thought on this. This was one of the tougher ones for me uh, to predict. Um, along with Dallas and LA, which we'll cover next. Uh, but I've got New England winning 24 to 16. 24-16. And I think it's going to be a little bit uh, bigger of a win than the score predicts. I think uh, LA is going to try to make a push there in the fourth. I think they're going to jump up like 24-10 going into the fourth. I really do. I just I see it happening that way. Um, it just a lot of it I put on Bilicic and it just what we're conditioned. I don't think the Patriots are going to get to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, but they are still the Patriots. And here in the first round at home. Playing a team that has been struggling struggling offensively for two months. I think uh, New England has got this one. If they stick to the game plan, I don't see Brady turning it over a ton. I don't see him dropping back and taking too much time back there to give both of them enough time to put pressure on him. Brady's really, really good at getting rid of the ball quickly. So if you take that New England, you take that San Diego, uh, San Diego, <laughs> you take that Chargers pass rush away. Ingram, Bosa, and if they try to flood the line with defensive backs, if they do that same approach they did, which I doubt it. I know teams adjust the NFL. All these defensive coordinators are very, very smart. Uh, But if they try to crowd the line um, similar to what they did against Baltimore with a bunch of defensive backs and play the speed game, New England's going to run over you. And then if they bunch too much and they, they go heavy set and they bring in an extra lineman, to try to block the run. Brady is really good at play action once they get the run game rolling. And I think that's what's going to score a lot of their touchdowns is Brady on these play actions after running the ball, you know, three or four straight plays, getting a couple first downs. And uh, they're going to force the Chargers to constantly adjust. That is how the Patriots win ball games. Granted, they were in the worst division in the NFL and a little bit overrated this year the Patriots, but, and this is probably the worst Patriots team we've seen in a while going into the playoffs, but I still have them winning here in the divisional round against the Chargers. I think their run game will be too much. I think they're just going to pound them and keep pounding and keep pounding and eat that clock up and play aggressive on defense enough to the point where the Chargers really, 
without Gordon being Gordon, and that's probably the biggest issue I have and the reason why I'm having, uh, le- you know, leaning towards New England heavily is Melvin Gordon has not been himself for a while. Uh, and that play, you know, Eckler is not Gordon. So um, you see heavy Eckler in this game. It's a death knell to me. I think the way the Chargers worked early in the year was heavy Melvin Gordon. Passing, running, doesn't matter. Heavy Melvin Gordon and getting teams to focus on Melvin Gordon. And when that would happen, Phillip Rivers would slice and dice them with play action, single coverage, because the teams were, you know, shifting and 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 bracketing Gordon after he had been burning them for a quarter or two. And that's where the Chargers would get the Mike Williams, you know, bombs and uh, Keenan Allen over the middle, wide open. Without that, and I don't think the Patriots are going to have to uh, uh, worry about Gordon too much. They're not going to shade his way. I think that it's going to be a big problem for uh, the Chargers. And New England um, will play off of that. I don't see a ton of points coming from the Chargers because of that. So, uh, New England, 24. Chargers, 16 is my prediction. We're going to move on to a the probably my favorite game of the weekend. Um, I am not a... never. I'm a, from Houston, so I'm not a giant uh, Cowboys fan or anything. But this Cowboys team, the last you know month or so, has just been a blast to watch. I love Zeke Elliott. He is the best running back in the game right now. Um, Dak Prescott is playing with a little bit more confidence. Best linebacking core in the league. My favorite defense, and a lot of people's favorite defense to watch in the league, is the Dallas Cowboys defense. But I have another unpopular opinion in this game, and I do think the Rams are going to take care of business at home. I really do. I hate to say it, and I really, this Dallas team has really grown on me. And that's saying a lot. I've never been a Dallas hater. I'm not one of these people that hates everything Cowboys. The fans can get a little rough at times. uh, But I've never been an absolute Dallas hater. Um, But I've enjoyed this Dallas team. I love their pieces. They're fun. I'm not a fan of the coaching staff. I'm not a fan of the play calling. Um, I love the defensive side. I love Marinelli now. I'm talking about just on the offensive side. I love their defensive coordinator. I love his approach. I love the way they've drafted on defense. Vander Esch is just taking the world by storm. Love that kid. I mean, his natural skills at inside linebacker or weak or strong side, doesn't matter where you put him, is amazing. I mean, he can tackle his speed. He can cover when needed. Vander Esch does not have very, very many weaknesses and a blast to watch. But he, to me, is just behind Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith is just a freak of nature at linebacker. The way he bracketed Wilson and covered him. And I mean, this kid with the speed, he's finally, I mean, that knee is history. Like he is fully healthy and he is playing fully healthy. He gets sideline to sideline, probably faster than any linebacker in the game right now. And you put him, you know, in the middle or strong or weak, doesn't matter. They move him around a little bit, but you put him next to Van Der Esch, Man, these kids are fun to watch on that Dallas side. Then I love the line with Lawrence and Gregory, Crawford. I mean, they really bring it. Um, And I think Goff is going to have a little bit of a tough day. I don't think Gurley is going to go off. But I do have faith in that Rams defense causing some problems for Dak. I think Zeke will still get his at times. 
and I have faith in the Rams play calling there at home. I know there's going to be a heavy Cowboys presence, but um, let's not outdo ourselves here. It's still going to be Rams home field advantage. Um, you know, it's a primetime game. I'm a little worried about Goff. Um, I know he's going to be cheap on your FanDuel and DraftKings, but man, uh, it's going to be uh, Goff and Prescott. I'm really worried about both of them in this game because um, of the turnovers. I, I think there's going to be some turnovers from each quarterback. It's really who who makes the least amount of mistakes. And Goff, I think Prescott might be a little bit better quarterback, honestly, at the end of the day. I know Goff's got that great arm and he's in that offense. I get all that. But, you know, Prescott's got these natural abilities at times. When he's confident, Dak, to me, really raises his game, and he's up there. Um, And right now, with the way this team is playing, I think Dak's going to come in very confident and loose. Uh, I just think the Rams have a little bit of an advantage uh, in the secondary compared to the young secondary of the Cowboys. Not much, but just enough um, to cause Dak. And along with that front seven the Rams have, you can run on them. But any kind of short passing game um, is going to be tough. And that front seven for the Rams is really good at causing mistakes. May not look great in the stat sheet, but that's what gives me the advantage towards the Rams. I think Dak may make one or two mistakes that causes this game to fall into the Rams' hands. Uh, If he doesn't, though, and I'm going to go ahead and predict the Rams to win. I'm going to stand by that as well next week, even if I'm wrong. But if Dak can be mistake-free, and that is saying a lot in the NFL, especially in the playoffs, especially when it's to go to the conference championship next week. We're in the divisional round. Pressure is mounting. If Dak can play a mistake-free game and Zeke can get 100 yards or so and a touchdown, or two. I think the Cowboys have a really good chance of winning. It's also going to come down to can they cause Goff to get rattled? Can that Cowboys defense, it's a very good Rams offensive line, by the way, can that Cowboys defense cause enough disruption to make Goff make some mistakes, especially if they take Gurley out? If what they did as far as boxing in and, and not letting Carson and that great Seahawks running game get anywhere last week was super impressive. They're on the road this week, though. They're not at home. They play differently on the road, at least from what we've seen. I do think Gurley is going to be uh, uh, held back a bit. I think the Cowboys are really going to um, you know focus on Gurley. I don't see Gurley like, lighting up the world in this game. But I do think around you know the goal line, red zone, Gurley's going to get his. I think that McVay and this, uh, you know, Goff and the way this offense works with the three and four wideouts, they're just going to chip away enough uh, to win this game. They're going to have that one big play to Cooks that'll make a difference. Um, I even think they'll hit Gurley in the passing game a lot because Dallas is going to focus on stopping Gurley in that run game. I think they're going to get Gurley out in the flats. I really do. I think they're going to get him the ball in open space. Um, anytime you've got a defense that's bunching, that is going to be focused on Gurley, you want to get that back out. Dallas does it with Zeke all the time because every week teams focus on Zeke. Anytime they feel like it's getting uh, too crowded up front, they don't just play action and go long. A lot of times they'll play action and get that back out into the flats. And I think that's what the Rams are going to do with Gurley. Uh, I just think that at the end of the day, uh, the Rams um, 
they've been laying dormant for a while and i think teams tend you know people tend to forget about these top teams that get that buy in the first week they get excited at these with these wild card teams cowboys did not play the toughest schedule in the world either people get re- the last team dallas played on the road that was really good was indianapolis and they shut them out so I think it's going to be similar to that. Not a shutout. I think Dallas is going to come in rolling enough to where they're going to make this a game. I've got Rams winning 34, Cowboys 22. 34-22. I just think that it's going to be um, – the difference will be a turnover or two, just like any playoff game. It's going to come down to turnovers, big plays, and I just have this gut feeling at home the Rams are going to make more big plays and I think Dak and company are going to, you know, Zeke has that fumbling issue that has been held in check. Don't get me wrong. He's still the best back in the league. But every now and then you can pop that ball out. And I think the Rams are going to be ball hawking like that. A couple turnovers like that. One, you know, one or two interceptions from Dak and a fumble from Zeke. It's ball game to me. I think you give the Rams those extra, you know, anytime you give them great field position through a turnover, uh, you're in trouble. And especially the way that this Rams offense is, they will burn you. If you take your foot off the pedal at all on defense, McVay and company will eat you alive. And that is what worries me with Dallas. Granted, when I'm watching this game as a fan this weekend, I will slightly be pulling for Dallas. I love to pull for the underdog. I think Dallas is a good story this year. I love Zeke, Dak, Cooper. Um, Cooper's actually a big play this weekend too. I, I, I would play him. I think he's going to have to be a part of this game plan for Dallas to win this ball game. Amari Cooper has to show up. If Amari Cooper doesn't show up and which is, this has been a problem throughout his career, including his Dallas, uh, time here in Dallas, the last few months, he disappears. Sometimes if he disappears in this game, Dallas will lose this ball game. So they need Amari to be a factor, at least somewhat in this game. Uh, so I will slightly be pulling for Dallas. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give Dallas a little bit more on my prediction. I think 22 might be a little low because I do think they're going to really be making a push in the fourth, probably playing from behind. Um, so I will go 34-26. 34-26. I love weird predictions on uh, scores. That's why 26 is in there. I've always done that. Drives people crazy. 34-26. Los Angeles Rams defeating Dallas is my prediction. It should be a blast to watch, though. I'm very curious to see how this Dallas defense handles that Rams offense. I'm curious to see how Gurley is. Is he going to look like Gordon has for San Diego, a little bit beat up with a bad leg? If he does, if Gurley shows up, and even though I think even if Gurley's healthy, I think Dallas is going to do what they can to take him out of the game. If he shows up not looking well, and it's all in, in, on Goff's shoulders, Dallas has got a very serious shot of pulling this off. We're going to move on to the last and another great matchup. This is what makes the this is why the NFL is the most popular sport in the United States. When you get to these playoffs, divisional round on every year, it is. Great matchup after great matchup. And here's another one. I think it's a fun one. I know New Orleans blew out Philadelphia in, what was it, week two or three or whatever. But that was so long ago. It really doesn't play a factor now. Um, I I do think that the only factor it does play is Philly still has that secondary that can struggle at times. Uh, I know it didn't show against the Bears. Um, They did get burned at times, though. They really did. If you watch that game closely... 
Philly's secondary still struggles at times. And any secondary that struggles with any regularity against Drew Brees and Peyton in New Orleans, they're going to have problems. So I've got uh, New Orleans winning this game. I really do. I think it's going to be a Rams-Saints, as boring as it might be to some people. A lot of people love those two teams. Um, I do think it's going to be a Rams-Saints-NFC championship uh, with the Rams coming into New Orleans being a great matchup. That is my prediction. Um, I've got New Orleans beating Philly uh, 34-24. Another 34-24 game. I, I just... I think that that Philly secondary will eventually. Now, I, I have this just gut feeling that the Saints are going to start off a little slow. There might be a fumble, and everybody's going to get on the Nick Foles train again. And it's going to, you know, in the first quarter, it's going to look a little funky. But I have a gut feeling that Peyton and Breeze are going to bring it together. They're going to use heavy Kamara and Ingram to pound out get that defense focusing on that run game and then it's play action city with breeze and thomas and i even think they'll get traquan smith involved i think this could be for all you daily guys out there i know i'm catching some heat through emails i'm not giving enough daily advice ted ginn could be a sleeper in this game for me with the saints with his speed and with their ability inability for the the eagles to cover the long ball all year I think Ted Ginn, with his speed, could be a huge, huge problem this game. So for you daily guys, I think he could be the sleeper in this game. The cheap guy on daily, FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever you play. I think Ginn, for the Saints, is that guy. That you can get cheap, slide him in there, and you can focus on some bigger players in other areas. Kamara will get his. I know that front seven for Philly against Chicago in just the last few weeks has played really well. They've gotten some pieces back. They're not a pushover. Uh, but the Saints at home, Kamara, if you stuff them in the run game, they'll get Kamara out in open space in the flats, and he will eat the Eagles alive. Maybe not every single time, but their talent at the end of the day, Ingram, Kamara, Breeze, Thomas, Ginn, they're going to get theirs. And I think the Saints defense will do just enough. I think Foles will still be good. He's going to be indoors, not dealing with much weather, not playing against a a decent Saints defense, not a great defense. They have their weaknesses. And Foles, especially Golden Tate, is going against one of the worst cover corners in the league. I think it's Patrick Robinson, if I believe. Uh, And so Golden Tate or anybody that's playing the slot for the Eagles in this game, I even think Sproles will have a decent uh, game through the passing game out of the backfield for the Eagles. Foles will still put up some numbers. Um, You know, I still have them in that 24-point range. So they're not going to be shut out. It's still going to – they're going to get their offensive output. Um, I just think the Saints are going to get more. Um, Saints at home, just – man, it's really tough not seeing them win the NFC. But as we've seen last week – and in the years past, the NFL is really tough to predict. So I do think it's going to be a great ball game. But I do think the Saints are going to win by 10. I'm looking, We're looking at another 30-something to 20-something burger here. 34-24, right around there. Um, should be a good game. If you need an, an – uh, Ertz is going to get his. As far as fantasy purposes, Ertz. I think Golden Tate is your sleeper on the Eagles side. Alshon, I'm a little worried about. They'll probably stick Lattimore on him. I don't know if he's going to have quite the game people are thinking. 
Um, but it's playoffs. They're going to be playing desperate. Foles has a great arm. Anything is possible. Um, it's not a, a horrible play. I don't know what he's running at as far as price-wise on these. But Jeffrey, if he's overpriced, I wouldn't take him. But if he's at a decent price, if he's six thousand or you know, under six thousand, I would take Jeffrey. Uh, of course, depending on your budget, you know, yeah, it's up to you guys. Uh, but Saints, Rams, Patriots. Chiefs are all winners in my eyes this weekend. I hope you guys will enjoy these games as much as I do. I will be back next week with a breakdown of the aftermath of the divisional round, getting ready for the conference championships. I cannot wait for that podcast. I cannot wait to see the games this weekend. To everyone out there, enjoy the games. I'll catch up with you next week. I'm out.